How are you doing today after a day of um, fierce determination? It's a few smiles. Actually, quite a lot of smiles. Funny that. Tonight I'd like to uh, offer a few reflections and then take us outside for a ritual and then I hope there's enough time for coming back for a silent, still evening sitting after that. And I'd like to reflect on one piece of the teaching that appears in a few places. It appears in the first foundation of mindfulness and elsewhere, which is the reflection on the four elements elements of earth, fire, water, and air. And uh, the invitation from the Buddha to both reflect on these, but also to know them moment to moment, directly through our felt, seen, embraced experience of our physicality. All right, what does that mean? How do you know earth? Right, earth is that dense kind of firm solidity of our bones that takes up that takes up dimensions it takes up space right when on the first day when I said plonk do you remember that that's the earth element and know it directly feel into that density knowing fire means knowing temperature knowing the coolness knowing the heat knowing when you're burning up inside knowing when there's warmth, knowing when there's coolness on the face. Water is this fluid element. It moves through, and it's also the factor that lets things stick together as a body. It coheres us. Think about it. Without water, we crumble back to dust which is what happens to the body on death. The, the moisture goes out of it and the elements are returned to the earth. So it coheres us, sticks us together, glues us together. And we can know that through reflection and through sensing the moistness. You ever feel it when you're hot in here and there's sweat or there's tears or there's... I'll, I'll say more what the Buddha says. And... The air element. I'll say more about them all together. But I was reflecting on these one time and doing some practice with particularly the water element and sensing that fluidity in the body and the kind of movement of the blood and the, you know, the saliva and all of that. And, and sensing that, wow, this really is just stuck together through the water aspects. Like, wow, you know, thanks water <laughs> for the time being. And through this reflection, and I went home, and I, I can't remember, where was I? I may well have been at Guy House, actually, teaching or on retreat myself. And I went home and opened the door and saw my partner, and I saw him with new eyes. And the eyes said something like this, wow, you're all stuck together for the time being. Like, and that let drop away... Have you put the bins out? Have you fed the cat? Have you tidied the... Right? It's like, wow, look, you're, you're all stuck together, at least for now. Don't know how long you'll be stuck together for. 
And it wasn't, you know, it sounds a little odd way of seeing someone, doesn't it? It doesn't sound very romantic or doesn't sound, you know, like the way you might want to relate. But the effect, and that's what the point of some of these things, the effect is taking my hands off my familiar perception, which, you know, quite frankly, when you're familiar with someone, that's when we forget to look. That's when we forget to see. That's when we forget to go, wow, who are you, by the way? And look, you're stuck together, and I'm glad you're stuck together for the time being, and I hope you're stuck together for a little bit longer. And one day you won't be. So the effect was a little more space. Took my hands off. Stopped complaining for a while. And there was more love. That reflection on death can come in many ways. But the preciousness of what's here, the preciousness of the people, the preciousness of our world, that the form is stuck together for the time being. It works well enough for the time being. And when conditions change somewhat, these, this material apparently material world does not work if the temperature gets too hot or cold. Our body ceases if things get beyond. It's a very, very, very narrow range for the body, isn't it? Who's a doctor or nurse here? The temperature the, uh, the, the body can exist within, it's within a few degrees, isn't it? It's really not that much. Conditions are right here, just the right temperature, stuck together, and here we are. What should we do with it tonight? What should we do with it together tonight? So let's look at this all being stuck together for the time being as a possibly a joyful um, exploration. Might sound a little dire. It doesn't sound like the best party, does it, to go to on a, what is it, Tuesday night. Sorry, you don't need a good party on a Tuesday night. But something that the Buddha offers in quite brilliant detail to help us take our hands off and see in new ways and then come into relationship, not just with each other, but with the world of the elements. Internal, he said, reflect on internal elements and external. See them externally. Earth, fire, the sun, right? Big ball of fire. Air, the wind, the Somebody was talking about it today in a group, the wind, the air element. He's nodding. <laughs> if, I know, if I remember, if I can do justice to what he said, he said, this is it's great being here. He said, there's a settling, right? He went like this. He made this gesture, if you can see. He went, settling. He's pointing to earth. That's the earth element. He said, I'm settling. He said, the heart's kind of relaxing and opening. And he said, there's a something about nature. And he said, he said, for me, it's the wind. Right? For some of us, it's the trees. For some of us, we're not tuned really even to the perceptions of nature. But he said, for me, it's the wind. Something about the way it kind of brushes and... Right? I'm sure he could have said many, many more words, but the effect of that relationship, he said, if I may offer, he said, feels like a prayer. He said, it feels like a prayer right here at this spot where I can both receive and offer into this sacred communion. 
that's my bit. I added that. He didn't say that. All right. So something about this sacred gateway of this raw, the R-A-W, raw, unvarnished, unprepared, living immediacy that we're invited to know deeply in order to come into a wise relationship with it. So I want to read you um, something that is written in the scriptures, in the teachings, which is the Buddha speaking to his son, Rahula. And I'm, you'll hear the way the translations work because these teachings were for 500 years or so orally transmitted rather than written. They come in this sort of repetitive um, way that oral traditions need to work to, to stay as accurate as they can, I guess. But you can also hear it when I offer it. You can hear it as a man speaking to his son, which it is. I mean, we say the Buddha and Rahula could sound like something, you know, special. And it is special because it's a father speaking to his son in the best way he knows how to advise, to give advice. So there's this kind of intimacy in this. And you'll hear the kind of formulaic part of it, but hear that and hear this offering from a father to a son. I'll pause during bits of it and reflect, I think. He said, Rahula. Rahula, what is the earth element, Rahula? What is the earth element, Rahula? The earth element may be internal or external. What is the internal earth element, Rahula? So he's kind of asking the questions. I don't know whether Rahula actually asked him or whether it's one of those moments where your dad starts telling you something, but whatever, it's still beautiful. He said, Rahula, whatever internally belonging to oneself is solid, solidified, and clung to, that is, head hairs, you can kind of go through the parts as you sense them, head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, contents of the stomach, feces, or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is solid, solidified, and clung to. This is called the internal earth element. Now, he's, now he says, now Rahula, get this. Both the internal earth element and the external earth element are simply earth element. And this should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom. Thus, this is not me. This is not mine. This is not myself. When one sees it in this way and is and as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the earth element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the earth element. <clears throat> There's a lot there, right? A lot of body parts for a start. And then he says this interesting thing, a very interesting thing at the end. See it as it actually is. This is not me, this is not mine, this is not myself. This is 
belongs to the nature. I can't really ultimately say that these things that are earth element are me because I didn't dream them up and they will be returned sooner or later. Whether I return them now in the circle out there or with each step, they will return on death. It belongs to nature. We belong, the body, the physical belongs in that way. And if we breathe out, if we see it, and he calls it in this proper way, he says something interesting. One becomes disenchanted. What does that mean? What happens to your heart when you hear that word? <laughs> anyone, anyone hear the word disenchanted and feel relieved? Stick your hand up or kind of nod. Okay. Thank you. That's great. Anyone hear the word disenchanted and go, oh. <laughs> right, and, and both are important, both are really important. Really want to explore that a little bit, the, the disenchantment part. So he is deconstructing our tendency here. He's helping us to deconstruct our tendency to go, oh, it's me, right? Oh, this is me. Because that's how we learn to relate to this body by the time we're, I don't know, three, two, four, somewhere around there. It's me. They tell me it's me. They look at me and they go, hi, Catherine, it's you. And I go, it's me. Right? Or someone treads on my foot and I don't just experience it as temperature and density and burning. I go, it's me, get off my foot. <laughs> right? It's me. Right? He's helping us to deconstruct that tendency that we automatically go <laughs> and want to defend it and do stuff with it and make it a better one and try and keep it going forever or whatever it is we try and do. He's helping us. He's not making an ultimate philosophy about disenchantment, as I understand it. He's helping us to take our hands off. Take your hands off. This belongs to nature. Take your hands off. Return yourself to the elements for your benefit. Return your heart. Breathe out. Have the relief of the disenchantment of taking your hands off. He's helping us come out of a spell. And the spell is the habit to cling. This is the spell. This is the enchantment as I see it. The clinging to me, that's a spell. We're enchanted, not in a beautiful way, but we're clinging to this sense of myself in a way that is problematic, that is spellbinding, because we haven't lost, seen another way. It binds us. It's a spell that binds us. And this is what I understand that he is asking us, inviting us, showing us how to drop that spell. So hopefully both sides of the audience, both sides of the yogis, all of you, the six or seven who are relieved with that message and the, I don't know, 15 who are like, oh, it's those damn Buddhists again. They're so dour. <laughs> right? Both of you can meet at that place where the teachings point to again, as Suvacho said on the first night, 
the wisdom of non-grasping, right? We can return, we take our hands off the earth element. And actually, when we take our hands off it, we have it more. You feel a plonk, literally that gesture. Somebody said it was useful when I said that the other day. Plonk, right? The gesture, we're taking our hands off the grip around the mind, around the body, if we're able in that moment. Plonk, you have the earth element. You feel your density more. You return your bones and your substance is here for your benefit. And for our benefit, the more you're here, the more we get to be here. So like Suvacho was saying last night, he said everything wants to be known, everything wants to be seen, everything wants to be loved. To see and know and love. We're going to get here a little bit by little bit to see it as it is. So hear that word in English, maybe I'll change it. What Rahula, <laughs> when, I, when I've told you to hear this as this father to this son, I think of my father now telling me things. Okay, all right, Dad. Okay, Dad, what is the water element? The water element, Rahula, may be either internal or external. What is the internal water element? Whatever internally belonging to oneself is water, watery, and clung to. That is, are you ready? And feel into it. Feel how you are with the watery aspect. You, you might have a preference with the elements. You might have some you're really up for, and others you go, ooh. So, whatever is um, water, watery, and clung to, that is bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat, tears, grease, spittle, snot, oil of the joints, urine, or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is water, watery, and clung to. Now, both the internal water element and the external water element are simply water element. And that should be seen as it is with proper wisdom. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. When one sees this as it actually is with proper wisdom, one can be more free to partake in the elements. I'm doing that part. One becomes disenchanted with the water element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the water element. Deconstructing in this way, taking our hands off in this way, has another benefit that we can see when he says, it's not me or mine. It's like we can take it a bit less personally. Have any of you ever taken your body pain personally? The pain in my gut, oh, must be because I did something wrong or, you know, sometimes we can even inherit this kind of new agey view of, oh, well, it's because you're this or that or the other, you know, what is it? It's going to be really painful, really pernicious and can really kind of 
have more clinging if we're not careful. It's not a critique on New Age as such, but that way, you know, it's like you're responsible for your body pain, that thing. No, it's not me, it's not mine, it's not myself. We can take it less personally. Oh, how would it be to sense that my... For years in meditation, I had this kind of burning in my arms, at the tops of my arms, under my here and here. Like after a couple of days of meditation retreat, it stopped burning and burning and burning and burning. And it was hard just to feel burning, and it was hard to come into wise relationship with it. And I wanted to make up other stories like, oh, that must mean that, you know... I'm like such and such, or someone did such and such, or, you know. Or. And the, the same applies if we do this work with the body, the same applies to the mind. You know, any of you ever interpret your suffering, both either physical or, or emotional or mental suffering, as your fault? <laughs> It's even more classic, isn't it? As if there's some idea that if I was doing it right, I wouldn't suffer. It's not what the Buddha said. I mean, if I was doing it right, I wouldn't have pain. No. There is pain. That's really stark and very nice part I like from Joseph Campbell he says this is for any of us who are interested in waking up but also sometimes don't want pain he said those who think they know how the universe could have been if they had created it same as the retreat, how the retreat could have been if you had created it, like shorter sittings or more of this, a few more cakes, you know, whatever it would be. Same thing, whether it's universe or this universe, whichever, or this universe. If you'd created your body, you would have done it differently. Those who think they know how the universe could have been had they created it without pain, would you have liked this retreat without pain? Without sorrow, without time, because time is a real drag, isn't it, sometimes on retreat, and without death. He said, I'll tell you what he said, those who think they know how the universe could have been had they created it, without pain, without sorrow, without time, without death, are unfit for illumination. Okay, right? You want to be fit for illumination? Illumination, seeing more clearly, having the light shine more, more fully on things, on reality, because, because we want to see them, because we want to see them, they want to be seen however we want to put it. So the Buddha carries on with the air and the um, fire element. Have you got a preference? Have you got a favorite element so far? Who preferred the uh, menu for the earth? (laughs) The water. (laughs) Do you remember? The earth was the kind of slightly more solid things. The water was the more kind of, (laughs) you know, juicy looking things. Anyone really like the juicy list? 
right, yeah, great. <laughs> Is it like okay to admit that? I really like that bit about the, the sinews. And what Rahula is the fire element? The fire element may be either internal or external. What is the internal fire element? Now I feel my heart when I say it. It's like this advice to his son. Whatever internally belonging to oneself is fire, fiery and clung to, that is, that by which one is warmed, ages, right, the aging process in time, and that by which one is consumed, and that by which what is eaten, drunk, consumed and tasted gets completely digested, or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is fire, fiery and clung to, this is called the internal fire element. And that should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom. This is not mine, this is I am not, this is not myself. When one sees it actually as it is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the fire element, but not the kind that makes your heart sink the kind that makes your heart free, the kind of disenchantment that loosens the bind of the spell binding, the binding, the binding comes off. And the heart is free to see the fire element in a new way, to come into real relationship with it, real relationship with the sun, not just, what can you do for me, sun? Can you warm me up, give me a suntan, or get out of my way? But in a real relationship where we come into real relationship, which isn't about what I can get from you or what you can do for me or the ways out of my own discomfort with myself I can't leave you intact. But a real relationship where we can find out something new, where we can listen where we can nudge, where we can lean, where we can find out what real relationship is. Anyone looking forward to air? What Rahula is the air element? The air element may be either internal or external. And what is the internal air element? Are you trying to get, see if you can guess. Are you guessing? See if you can feel it as well. Guess, use the concepts, feel it too. Because that's what helps us start to free up the clinging. Whatever internally belonging to oneself is air, airy, and clung to. That is, the upgoing winds and the downgoing winds. Winds in the belly, winds in the bowels. Winds that course through the limbs, the in-breath and the out-breath. Or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is air, airy and clung to. This is called the internal air element. Now both the internal air element and the external air element are simply that. Like take your hands off, see it. And that should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom. This is not mine. This I am not. This is not myself. 
When one sees it thus, as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes in a new relationship with the air element. So these kinds of reflections <clears throat> and these as both cognitive reflections and ones we can bring into our moment-to-moment sense of here, feeling the cool right now of the air on your hands, if it's cool, or the sweat, or the heat, or the heaviness. Like Suvacho said yesterday with the body scan, like doing scales when learning an instrument. You become more dexterous with the instrument. Becomes more available that you can then stop playing scales for a bit and you can come back to them again for a bit when you need to. But you're also available to have more of the range of the music that's there, that's here as human beings. In the same way these exercises around the elements, they sound very, they can sound very dry. But they... um, but it's through our attention that we make them not dry. We make them alive, we make them juicy, we make them have meaning for us. Let's see where we are with the time. Um, very, so two more pieces I want to do and I will see if I can how long have I been speaking? About 25 minutes, 26 minutes. Okay, let's just do a little exercise together. Um, external elements. You can do this bit with me. I mean, it's, it's external, including the external of my body, but it's all what appears to be outside. And actually what's beautiful in the Buddha's teaching that thing about thinking that it's me, he said that that inference comes after the event. Actually, if you contemplate right here and now, you'll see there's these elements arising. It doesn't say anything about me. And then internal and external elements, that idea starts to soften. What is internal is not different than what's external. But your job now, should you wish to play with me is to um, let's just go through the elements together and call out some feature of our world that I mean sometimes they're a combination but that sort of speaks to you of this element could be a place could be a I don't know what you're going to say right see if it works dear fellow yogis Please call out a name. Uh, Let's do it first with something that you love in this world that shows the earth element. It's the solid part. Anybody? Mountain. Any particular mountain, Dave? Any mountain. (laughs) Okay, any mountain. Shuka. Is that Swedish? It's a Norwegian mountain. Shuka. Judge. 
the judge. Any more earth elements? Head veg patch. Your veg is it your veg patch? Great. So now we're on to let's let's. Oh, it's all right. Don't worry. They all they all they all need each other, right? We all need each other. Yeah. So let's go from that <clears throat> the bed that supports that into the water. Let's segue very conveniently into the water element, the oceans. Any particular ocean you love? No, just all. All. Are you an ocean girl? Any else? Water, anybody? Dewy grass. Huh? Dewy grass. Dewy grass, the dew on the grass. Keep going, anything watery? Rain. Rivers. Rivers. Fog. Fog. Gin, gin and tonic, yeah. <laughs> Come from the same fat tribe as I do, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That which quenches. Right? Anything else with the water element? Snow. Yeah. Interesting. And just imagine right now, if you're a wa- one who loves the water. A little spot where you've loved the water, like, I really like water. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a place where we teach a camp in the summer on Dartmoor. Who's been there? Eamon's been there. Juliet's been there. Who else here has been on the camp? Gloria, you've been there. Ivan's been there. Yeah, there's a, there's a stream called the Holy Brook. It's, it's uh, and it's on the edge of Dartmoor. And one side we camp, and there's kids there, and adults, and singles, and couples, and families and um and we have the fire circle and then there's this holy brook this water and the other side we have silent with a big yurt and and this holy brook we bathe in there in the morning and um in recent years we got another water element option as we get older which is like a bucket with a with you can kind of tip it on you but otherwise we jump in the um dipping pool there um and immerse ourselves, and I really love that. I always dread getting in every August, but I love that immersion in the water element. Have we done your element yet? Or are you a multi-elemented creature? Uh, fire. Volcano. Okay. <laughs> Sue kind of got smiled when she said that yeah volcano feel the fires we even invoke the invoke its quality here volcano keep going huh candlelight bonfire morning sun feel as people say these images and feel the quality Midday sun, the full sun. 
lightning. Huh? Firework. And air. My mind goes blank. <laughs> it goes all airy. Air, anyone? Huh? Tornado, right. Yeah, air in its power. The wind element spinning. The breath of a loved one sleeping. Oh. <laughs> the breeze in the trees. <sighs> it's funny, these ones are making me sigh a little bit. <laughs> I can just feel the air. Huh? Sail. Like a sail, yeah. So the wind as it's caught in its power, taking us in motion on a boat. Thank you. Huh? Free fall. Have you done that? <laughs> She's free fallen. Anyone else free free fallen here? Free fall. And then let's. What I really love. Thank you. That's very beautiful. Um, what I really love here in this sutta to Rahula is then he goes from the physical to the mind, to the chitta, to the um, quality of presence, we could say. So not just the contemplation of the physical, he says, Rahula, yes, Dad, develop meditation that is like the earth. It's like, oh, okay, okay, let's look at that. For when you develop meditation that is like the earth, Things that are pleasant and unpleasant will not invade your mind and remain. Right, so Rahula, if you develop this plonk, this solidity, this flesh and bones, your mind actually will slow down and things will not invade and stick in the same way. The clinging tendency will be less. He says, just as people throw clean and dirty things, excrement, urine, spittle, pus and blood on the earth, and the earth is not horrified humiliated and disgusted because of that so too Rahula develop meditation that is like the earth Rahula develop meditation that is like water imagine your mind like water your mind your thinking mind but also the heart mind the resonance sensitivity fluid graceful elegant that's my words. He said, develop meditation that is like water, for when you do, things that are pleasant and unpleasant will not invade your mind and remain. Just as people wash clean and dirty things, excrement, urine, spittle, pus, blood in water, and the, blood, and the water is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted. Develop meditation that is like fire, a mind like fire. Imagine the fire, imagine the pilot light of your flame that brings you here, that loves the truth in whatever way you do, that you must if you come here. That pilot light, imagine that takes light and that illuminates and ignites your life force for awakening. <coughs> Rahula developed meditation that is like fire for when you do Agreeable and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. They can get burned up. 
just as people burn clean things and dirty things, etc., etc., and the fire is not horrified, humiliated and disgusted. Rahula, guess what? Develop meditation that is like the air. Imagine your mind like air. So much room, so much traceless, the wind can just blow through. Nothing sticks, the luggage is light and lighter and lighter still. Develop meditation that is like the air, because when you do, pleasant and unpleasant contacts will not invade your mind. They'll blow through. Just as the air blows on clean things and dirty things, on excrement, urine, spittle, pus and blood, and the air is not horrified, humiliated and disgusted. And these things are not far away. These are not much later when you're when you've sorted your mind out, you know these things. We know these about each other. We have them in our language. We want to recognize them. See these qualities as physical, internally and externally, as qualities of mind, as qualities of presence that can be honed and supported in the service of awakening. So let's look, I'll just finish with uh, looking with you and you can join in again. Suva Cho and I looked a little bit at this. With people, when we say things about people in terms of the elements, sometimes these qualities aren't necessarily fully matured yet, but we can see the quality. So let's look at earth. What do we say about a person with regard to earth? In English we say... He's down to earth. He's solid. He's really solid. Right? What do we mean? You can feel it in him, if it's a him, right? You can feel that, that solidity, that firmness, that you push against it, it doesn't fall over. He's dependable, she's dependable, trustworthy, steadfast. There, there's a, a here-ness to the physicality and the presence that is immovable. This can develop and deepen. We can develop that. We know people like that. Maybe you're like that. Maybe you can deepen in that. On its own, when clung to, that quality could be an identity. Or without the other elements, it can become, when it's not fully developed, stuck, heavy. What could be a beautiful gravity of the soul could become something that's weighty and its immovability becomes stubborn, right? You know, this trajectory. But we reclaim those qualities in the service of awakening, hone them, tune them, love them, know them, marry them with all the other elements. Fire. What do we say about fire people? Fire people. What do you say about fire people? Feisty, right. Yeah. <laughs> Feisty is a fiery quality, isn't it? Feisty. Passionate, right. The fire has the passion quality as well. Yeah, it's a kind of interesting relationship with fire, and particularly in an English kind of culture, there's a... Can, uh, I'll go there another time. <laughs> um, 
fire, yeah, he's a firecracker, she's a firecracker. They kind of go off, they're quick to rise. Volatile, yeah, volatility, it has volatility to it. Suvacho says, she's hot. (laughs) She's hot, right? So the heat, something of the passion, something of the fire. Was that the lady of the well again? Oh, me? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's wait while I get a little hot. Why is this <laughs> Right, so we feel the heat rise, right? It's a rising quality. It rises. And it's positivity, you know, because we can see where it's, you know, problematic, but where it's beautiful in the service of each other and awakening. It's quick. It's quick to rise. That quality in the belly has life force in it. In the heart, it has courage or passion. In the mind, it can discern and is sharp and is bright, bringing the fire element in the service of awakening for all beings. Someone else can do some work on the next one. Where are we up to? Water. Tell us about water, Super Joe. <laughs> well, thank you. Would you like to? Yes. Just in terms of Just characters. In terms of characters I think. Uh, the first thing that comes to me when I think of uh, of water, uh, I, I, uh, it's, it's it's because of my connection in in Asia. I always think of of Thais in Thailand. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a watery culture. They're very watery people, so uh, they have that very soft elegance. And the uh, worst thing in that culture is to f- with fire confront anybody. You do everything you can to always. Uh, sneak around problems and kind of uh, deviate and and, and no no that's that that is a huge positive trait done in itself don't uh, don't poo-poo that aspect you know that 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 has that quality avoiding conflicts you know kept out of colonial rule yeah, as, a, as a nation uh, and uh, um, and is that ability to go with the flow to be amenable, to be easy, to be to be flexible, yeah, uh, rather than to put up sort of earthy defenses or um, uh, so. Um, how you also can move with with great ease and uh, and and uh, you can say with watery elegance, yeah, in in uh, environments and with people. Air, the air quality. I think air quality is 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 so essential. If you take that as the uh, particularly to balance out the earth, if you notice the the kind of tendency to, with with earth also, it can you can you can be, you know, bogged down like a, like a elephant stuck in mud, sort of, you know, uh, after lunch the earth element is particularly dense, and. Uh, uh, but if you notice the sense of internally as a as a quality to travel light, or if you hold that 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 quality, you know, to be without burden, 
So, 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 for example, the image could be uh, that right now, this moment, you could, you could, you could go, go out, come out of your posture, this chair, and walk out of this gate without leaving anything behind, you know, so without carrying, you know, can you notice that my house, my possessions, my identity, my this, my that, all these other things. To, to go through life with that ease, uh, that, that, that quality. And of course, if that quality is not earthed and embodied and solid, you know, you, you, you kind of remain an airhead, yeah? sort of airy-fairy type, if you want to put it like that. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's beautiful. Okay, so have a breath. We've got different levels from physical, internal, external qualities of mind, character types. These elements coming into wise relationship with these elements. Loving them, seeing them. Tuning them. Practicing them, developing them. Um, I feel very grateful to the Buddha right now as I sit here with this teaching to his son. Actually, that kind of bright, brilliant offering to us so that we can know more love and freedom together. So I want to invite you out to do a ritual in a minute with the elements, a little bit. And we'll go out with a refuges chant. I might, let's see, I might ask Suvicho to um, invoke the, the uh, devas again, the, the guardian spirits again for us, in a way to protect our ritual space as all of us collectively <clears throat> For some of us, it's coming into relationship with the elements at all. Like there may not be something we've ever considered. We might have had a relationship with our cat or our, you know, mother. But we've never considered the elements as something to have relationship to. Other people in this room may have a very deep relationship with the elements from their own um, pathways that they've explored. But collectively, as a culture, we also have come out really a relationship, a respectful relationship with the elements. And more on that later. So if we go to our ritual space, um, I want you to imagine, we're going to, I'm going to invite us to put one of, or put, invoke, ask, listen to, call upon, humbly, bow before, um, ask for support from each of the elements, one in each quadrant of our circle out there. So have you got the directions yet? Right, south, north, west, east, right? <laughs> um, south was the meta caller. We're going to put the fire, or I'm gonna, we're going to call upon the fire Invoke the fire in the southeast quadrant, so between the joy and the metta, between the south and the east. 
right? That segment over there. I'd like to ask us to invoke the water element internally, externally, as qualities of chitta, as things that can support awakening for our benefit and the benefit of all beings between the south and the west, between the metta and the compassion, to have the watery aspect, right, which is over there. Between the equanimity, the north and the east, <laughs> takes a while when you grow up in South London. Um, between the north and the east, the air element. So see if you can just feel, so we can all help each other. So it's not just in our head. See if you can kind of feel the shape of it. It's like okay, that's that bit there. And the earth element between the west and the north, the northwest quadrant, which is. And when we go to each section together, or maybe we can, I can name them, or you'll see, um, there's a few questions you can ask. You can see personally for you what it is you want to do in that segment. What is your relationship with that element? What would you like to ask of that element? What kind of relationship would you like to have? Maybe you really would really could use some fire in your life. And how would you implore for that. Maybe you're like so fiery, you're like, oh, I'll just stand at the edge of that section and hang out a little bit nearer the earth, for example. Go there. But come into relationship with fire in a way that's meaningful for you. Place your body in a way that is meaningful for you, whatever that is. And there may be something that we sing or chant in each of those sections. I'm just going to see how that goes. How would you like to put your body? Tell, maybe you want to tell each element what you love about it, what you depend upon, that your life, our lives depend upon these elements also. I thank you for the water. So precious. Say the next wars will be, well, who knows? It used to be said the next wars will be about water. With the oil wars and the water wars, it's a resource. Tell it what you love, tell it what you want to tell. So, whatever way is meaningful for you there. So just as you contemplate, I'm going to finish with this poem and then we'll go out and do this. It's a poem by, I can't remember her name, Lisa, somebody, I'll find out her name. And it's called, I question the elements and the directions and they answer. So she talks in a similar way to what I'm inviting us to do. She talks to each of the elements and she also talks to above and below and within. And this is what she says. So imagine this woman standing where soon you'll be standing out there. Questions. To the air. Who taught you to touch my hair that way? Which chest of which bird is your favorite? Why so moody? Fire. 
Could you control yourself if you had to? You know I'm not afraid to look you in the eye, don't you? Are you ever sorry when the barn collapses on the bleating cows? Do you have a lover? Water. If it's not true that I'm your daughter, will you lie to me? Which do you like better, the calm or the storm? Earth. Can you feel my embrace? Do you ever just want to throw your hands up and walk away from it all? Do you plan your reactions or do they just happen? Above. Do you really listen to our prayers and our songs? Are you ever lonely? Do you weep more when we make peace or war? Below. Who taught you your patience? Are there moments when we will all dance together? Within. Why this fist around my belly? Can't you do something about this sorrow? Answers. Because you are my daughter, you shouldn't have had to ask. For every question, one blade of grass. For every sorrow, one golden shaft of wheat. For your loneliness, I give you children, laughing. Have you seen me blow and ripple through the tall grass? It's like that with your hair. As for the cows, I am sorry for their fear. But one day you will understand that even their pain is necessary. Walk away from all this green? Never. And about my lover, none of your business. And one more thing, dear one. Sometimes you are afraid to look me in the eye. And then, and only then, do I feel lonely. So let's sit together for a minute and then I'll invite us out.
So my suggestion for tonight actually is to keep the ritual quite simple this time. Is that we go outside together through the side entrance and um, just a request with that and thank you for your care with that. Of um, Have you seen how the staff have made starting to make it more and more beautiful in that lobby on the way out? Each day it's got more cared and loved. Thank you. Um, just we take care with our feet, as Suvicho asked us on the way coming back in, what, with what we bring in. There's a few mats there in the lobby to wipe our feet as we come in. But then we keep it simple tonight that we go out with presence, with mindfulness, with our feet touching the earth. Um, I'd like to ask Suvicho to chant the um, protections of the guardian spirits, if you would be so kind. And that we keep it quite simple that we go out there, that we stand around the circle and I name and point to where the four quadrants are with each element and we'll do we'll chant the refuges chant again actually I won't do we won't do a different song for each element for tonight it was too elaborate for the for the time and where we are with our day I think of this kind of real earth aditana that you've been with we'll keep it a little more still tonight and we can get more elaborate when we need. Um, and that I'll call on each quality and that we'll go there. And you might be in the segment or out or on the edges of it, but go there where you want to. And just we'll spend a few minutes with the refugees chant. You can chant it or listen to us chanting it. And spend a bit of time there with your relationship with that element. Right? Any of the questions, any of the prayers, any of the curiosities, any of the, oh, I just want to feel this, or I have no idea about this element. Whatever you want to be with, just for a minute or two with each element for tonight. Okay, and then we'll come back into the circle together. And um, then we'll come back in for a silent sitting to end the night. Is that clear enough for now? Okay. Calling on, well, maybe you can say something. Just start. I will, as I will start chanting, I uh, <clears throat> ask Catherine to uh, begin walking. And if you just, if you just all, if you all follow Catherine out, yeah, and I will remain here chanting, and then I'll come out uh, as the last one. Samita Badanta 
Vikita Chita Paritang Banantu Samanta Chakavale Suatra Gachanto Devata Sadaman Munirajasa Sunantu Sagamokadang Sage kame charupe girisi karatate chantalike vimane. Diperate chagame tarubanagane geavatumi kete. Bhuma chayanto deva jalatala visameya kaganda banaga. Te tanta santi ke yang muni varavachanung sadavome sunantu. Puta savana kalo yang badanta. Tama savana kalo yang badanta. Sanga pairupa sana kalo yang badanta. Namu tatsa pagyawato arato sama sambut tatsa namu tatsa pagyawato arato sama sambut tatsa namu Sapagawato arato sama sambut ta. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.